Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Smells Like Business, where you can learn more about the current and future state of cannabis, CBD and hemp in Europe. We talk to different cannabis experts and entrepreneurs, making it easier for you to enter and better understand the cannabis industry. I'm your host, Tom, and today we have Alexander Koryokolov and Alex Herman on the show. I hope I pronounced his name right. Not an easy one. They are from Ukraine and have developed an app called Kushscan, which they are constantly improving and tinkering away at. The app tries to detect what strain type your cannabis is by taking a photo of the flower, the bud, or whatever you like to call it. The more feedback the app gets from its users, the more the algorithm learns and improves, but we'll get more into that later. We discuss where the idea to create such an app came from, the technology and algorithms behind Kushscan, as well as the challenges they have faced and still have to face. We also discuss how the app is trying to bring consumers from the black market into the legal one, and what marketing practices they are using to promote Kushscan and spread the word. So sit back or go for a run, smoke a joint or have a cup of tea. Just do what you do when you listen to podcasts. And I do hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Alexander and Alex. Welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Hi, Tom. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. I'm glad you guys could make the time to come on the show. So what I would like to know is where the idea actually came from to develop such an app. Well, the idea came from the technology because our founder, Alex, he's a proper software developer and he's been working on computer vision algorithms his whole life. He has successfully performed in some of the companies he worked for. One company was bought by Amazon, but all the trivial stuff like, well, detecting people or maybe plants and animals it's all been done before so he wanted to do something more sophisticated and um, come up with a technical solution that could detect and recognize marijuana okay yes i was working in samsung and i was working on flower recognition project there was about 300 kinds of flowers and our task was to create algorithm that will recognize them and then I decided, uh, why don't I try to recognize some another type of flower? And that was how I got this idea. Okay, so you were working for Samsung on very similar technology to actually recognize regular, normal flowers. And of course, cannabis bud is actually a type of flower. So yeah, of yes, course, a, yes. lot of, <laughs> a lot of this was transferable. Yes. I can imagine it's quite a challenge because flowers from plants look quite different, but cannabis buds or cannabis flowers, they look very, very similar. So it must have been quite the challenge. It was indeed. The hardest part was to attach certain strains of cannabis to the way they look on a picture. And to do this, we had to analyze the uh, tree. How do you say it? Uh, a genetic tree. Ah, genetic tree. That's called a genetic tree. At the beginning, we have built more than 100 uh, strains. Yeah. Okay. Initially, 120 strains. And yes, this was very hard because they accumulate in numerous amount of uh, combinations that we would have to be able to identify just by taking a picture. 
Mm-hmm. And you see genetic of each strain, and I think it has about 20 levels in depth. Okay, so you actually analyzed over 100 different strains, actually 120 different strains, to create this genetic tree. And as you said, Alexander, there's about 20 levels of depth or differentiation. Yes, and we built a genetic tree and use this in our classifier. Okay, so that will make it easier in the future to identify new strains, right? If you've built this genetic tree from which you can, yeah, derive or extrapolate all that information. Yes, yes. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the actual app. So CushScan does not only identify the strain type in percentage, but it can also do a few other things, which we'll get onto in a little bit. But yeah, the app manages to do this just with the use of a single photo. I mean, that couldn't have been an easy task. It must have been quite the challenge. So, I mean, where did you guys even start? First, we took simple task. So we had started from 10 kinds of weed. And the idea was to get the data set from the internet. Good quality photos. We have about 100 photos for one kind. So at the beginning, it's, it's all about creating that database. Exactly. The more photos I can imagine you have for a particular strain, the better the algorithm will run, right? Because they have more to base their predictions on. Yeah, it learns from the data sets. There is like a special person in our team whose only job is to collect pictures of different strains taken in different light in uh, different circumstances. The broader the data sets are, the more accurate the results. So that's kind of the starting point. Yeah. I can imagine because all the information has to be taken out from a single photo, it is incredibly important that this photo is is as good as quality as possible, I guess. Ideally, it has to be perfect quality with perfect focus and all this. But with the artificial intelligence or algorithm, it learns from its mistakes and it learns from interview. Okay, interesting. So, there are three main features. We talked a little bit about the main one, where it can predict what strain type your cannabis is to within a certain percentage. But yes, what else can it do? Yeah, it also tries to analyze what qualities, what effects it has. The amount of THC in the product, identify uh, whether it's sativa or indica, and in what percentage it believes it is a certain strain, so that we can later use this data. It sort of has a question in the end, if you know exactly which product you're trying to detect, yeah? We ask for feedback, how accurate was the results, so that we can make it more accurate. Okay, but that's quite good, because I mean, the app is still in its early days, and if you can actually get feedback from users, I'm sure that can only help you guys to make more accurate predictions in the future. And then, of course, yeah, THC potency, that's a very interesting one, because a lot of people often do know their strain type, especially if they're buying it from somewhere where it's legal. But even though a strain might say it has a certain THC potency, it's a plant at the end of the day. So the THC levels on every single flower from every single plant can actually vary. So how does the the app or the algorithm, I should say, go about figuring out what strain your cannabis flower is? As you know, machine learning algorithms can detect common features and separate features for classes by themselves. But if you help them, the quality of algorithm will be much better. So we are creating such description from input description. 
It is a picture, yes, in some resolution. You create another description that will contain the features that are separate for different classes. Okay, so if I'm to understand correctly, uh, you have a photo that's the input, and then your algorithm changes that into a description with different features. And obviously, different strains, like you said, they have similar features and different features, and you're helping your algorithm to detect different features in cannabis strains and then classify them. Yes, so it's like a transformation, but the data becomes better to separate. Okay, okay, interesting. So how do you actually distribute the work? What are your different roles in the company? So Alexander, it's your baby and you're the big programmer and that's your main role. But what about you, Alex? What do you do and what's your job in the company? Yeah, I'm more on the business side of things, creating the uh, go-to market strategy, thinking on monetization, and also taking care of communication with potential vendors, brands, partners, and considering to uh, reach out to bloggers and thought leaders who may be the best option to promote these products. Yes, well, I'm sure as a marketer working in cannabis, you know how difficult it is to actually promote yourself. So. Uh... Yeah, blogging is one of these sort of indirect ways you can try and get traffic. Yeah, precisely. It's as hard as, let's say, promoting something forbidden like gambling. And for these sort of things, you can only go to streamers and bloggers. That's actually one of the best ways, and it works pretty well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, developing an app is one thing, and I'm sure it's quite a technical thing, but promoting it is a whole different thing. So you definitely have your work cut out for you, Alex. Yeah. As you've already said, it's a bit rough to promote this sort of product. So we're trying to be a little bit more creative in this regard by going to forums, thematical forums, obviously cannabis sort of forums, societies, online societies, closed groups, Reddit, social media, obviously, like Instagram and even LinkedIn for B2B purposes organic traffic acquisition because uh, a lot of people are just showing this to their friends and even without us doing anything the user base keeps growing then the next steps are to try to squeeze into maybe some music events that are somehow related to this product and obviously thought leaders and bloggers that's our best bet at the moment yeah, of course, things change and evolve, hopefully evolve, not devolve. So you just sort of have to <laughs> see what you can do when you can do it, right? Yeah, it's not limited only to what I've just mentioned. Everything works. Every little work that we can do to improve the market reach, we're doing it. For example, website search engine optimization. We're constantly getting feedback on how to customize the website so that it's better searched in the web. We're working on adding share button on the app, thinking about backlinks via Instagram, email as well. Oh yeah, good old school emailing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of things you can do, but there's also a lot of things you can't do and you have to think a little bit outside the box to get around some of these restrictions. And yeah, like you said, it's got similar restrictions to gambling or tobacco or alcohol. Yeah. That's why I haven't mentioned anything like Facebook yet. <laughs> yeah, well, on Facebook, it's very, very difficult, or you have to be very careful if you advertise anything related to cannabis. 
But LinkedIn, on the other hand, they seem to be fine with cannabis and cannabis-related topics. But like you said, they're a little bit more of a B2B networking or social networking platform. Yeah, this gets us to the point on monetization because in order to keep improving the app, it has to make money because we need to pay server expenses. We need to cover a lot of different costs on software development side and the research and man hours. So for this, we need these B2B channels like LinkedIn so that we can establish contact with potential vendors who might want to advertise there later or who might be interested in statistics. Ah, yes, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, of course, data, you guys must be collecting a lot of data. And yes, that is definitely a way you guys can make some money. And I'm sure there must be a demand and interest for such statistics. Yeah, exactly. Data on, let's say, what regions consume what strains, what strain is more popular here and there, the habits of people, yeah, and all this. And what about your target market or target group? Who would you say that is? I think because people want to know what they're smoking, most of our users are from black market. Currently in USA, 80% of all smokers are from black market. So it's a very big number. Yes, that's a shockingly big number. So over 80% of smokers or consumers in the US are from the black market. Because so many states in the US have legalized cannabis, you think that the majority of consumers would be in the legal market. But yeah, obviously the stats say otherwise. Yeah, by the way, one of the like sort of hidden missions, one of the values for these B2B vendors, I mean, for us, they're B2B, for consumers, they're B2C, the vendors, they may be interested in uh, cooperation with us because this way we can transfer the users, the buyers from black market to legal side of things. Yes, our idea is to grow up the market, not get them from competitor. Just bring more people into the legal market through the app. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's quite a nice mission to have behind the company. Okay. And I mean, do you have much competition? I mean, are there other apps doing the same thing you're doing? We have one competitor, but he has a very different approach. And he just saying, is your strain good or no? Okay, so it's a competitor, but they're not really doing exactly what you're doing. It sounds like you guys have got quite a lot more features on your app yeah i mean sometimes it's actually almost good to have a competitor i mean okay you don't want to enter a market where there's loads of competitors because that makes things difficult but if you do have one or two competitors it also means like okay obviously this is a good idea because we're not the only ones doing it and secondly like you have another company to sort of compare to a little bit Definitely, definitely competition would mean that there is actually demand for this product I would highly doubt that other people are not doing this because they haven't thought of it yet. Yeah, that's why I was actually quite surprised that I couldn't find more apps like what you guys are doing because it's a great idea. And apps are just being used more and more on a daily basis. The technology is only improving. And of course, we've got more app developers just like yourselves creating more and more apps. But yeah, okay, so what has been the biggest challenge you've had to face so far? 
basically we've gone as far as we could with the with our own strength with what we had with our own resources and at this right moment it may be the time when we can accelerate with the external help of external investment but from the funds that are available to us here in ukraine they're quite conservative because in our country it's still a taboo and the big people with money they frown upon it No, I can relate to you. I actually moved from Amsterdam when I was working in a coffee shop to Poland. So I moved from like one of the most lenient countries in Europe towards cannabis to one of the strictest countries in Europe towards cannabis. And I think I would say maybe apart from Czech Republic, which seems to be one of the few exceptions, Eastern Europe does have quite a strong negative stigma still attached to cannabis. Yes, yes, exactly. It does for many reasons. But Yeah, they're trying to change this. I hear the whole time that they're trying to um, come up with new laws, new legislations to loosen the belt. And I think, yeah, we're moving forward with this. But the change that is happening in the legal side of things doesn't necessarily reflect what happens in the mentality of older generation who tend to be investors. Investors and the people in power as well, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So do you have any plans to add any new features to the app? Yeah, we'd like to be able to predict the effects. Yeah, yeah, it's our main feature in future. We are going to conduct a huge, very huge research in this field to find a correlation between the visual view of a strain and some effects after you smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it makes you feel? So what advice would you give to any young software or app developer out there that's maybe thinking of entering the cannabis space? Do market research very well before you start implementing anything. Don't just assume that it's a cool idea simply because you think it's a cool idea. Because the real work starts after a year or two or maybe three or even five. And you don't want to be stuck with something that has no market fit. No, definitely not. I mean, it would be such a shame to invest a lot of time and energy into what could very well be a great idea to suddenly realize there is absolutely no market for it. So yes, I would say that's a good piece of advice. Great. So uh, last question. If you could go back in time, is there something or anything you would do differently? Really like, no, there is nothing we would do differently because it was a good guess. Alex created a product that he wanted to create, but happily it found its market fit. And I would suggest doing market research only because I've been working as a business developer in many different IT related areas and startups. So I've seen people fail in this regard way too often. Okay, so just do your homework your market research and know what you're getting into yeah exactly well thank you so much for coming on the show it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very thank much you for having us tom yes you're welcome to come to kiev and we'll take you around yeah definitely i would love to i've never made it to ukraine i made it close i think i was about 10 kilometers from the border but i've never made it so i will definitely take you up on that offer So that was Alexander Koryokolov and Alex Herman on the show, who I just want to thank again for taking the time. You can download the app from App Store or Play Store and give it a whirl, as well as give feedback if you know what your product is. The more users there are giving feedback, the better the app will run and the better it will be in the future at making predictions. 
If you want to find out more about Kushscan and what the app does before using it, you can go to their website at kushscan.org. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and check out our website at www.smellslikebusiness.com and feel free to sign up to our newsletter. I've been your host, Tom. Have a green day, everybody. Business. Smell like business.